This is the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, episode 28. Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. Weekly motivation and language learning tips to help you become fluent in any language. Now, here's your host, Ollie Richards. Hello and welcome back to the show. If you're learning a foreign language or if you'd like to learn a foreign language, you're in the right place. This is the place where I teach you the strategies, tips, techniques and tricks and all, all things like that that work for real people, real busy people just like you who want to learn another language. Today we've got a great question from Alex all about listening, uh, no, about reading. Not listening, what about reading? But before that, I'd just like to thank today's sponsors who are iTalkEye. iTalkEye is a website that I use three or four times a week to have conversations and lessons with native speaker teachers. It's the most effective, affordable, convenient place out there for doing just that. So if you'd like to take a free lesson, simply head to IWillTeachYouALanguage.com forward slash free lesson and we'll take you right there. Now let's get into today's question, which is from Alex. Hi Ollie, Alex here from the UK, uh, but I'm currently living in Beijing, studying Mandarin and German. Uh, when someone starts approaching the B2C1 uh, stage in their target language, quite a few people think it's a good idea to uh, start reading uh, novels written by natives um, in order to uh, improve vocabulary and grammar comprehension, etc. Um, and I was wondering what your advice or method on doing this is, because you could either uh, look up every word that you don't know, um, or you could follow a rule of if, uh, if the same word pops up three, four, five times in the same page or paragraph you should then look that up um, or how, how do you go about doing it especially something like uh, Japanese or in my case Chinese where you start having characters to look up um, and it can obviously take a bit longer um, and if you are looking up everything it becomes more of a more of a chore than a fun activity um, so I was wondering uh, what, what advice you have thank you very much Okay, Alex, thanks very much for a great question. And I'm sure it's a question that a lot of people are really going to relate to. We've all tried reading stuff in our target language and fallen flat on our face. So thanks for such a great question. Thanks for bringing it up because I think it's something that we can all, we can all learn about. Now, in episode six, we had a question about reading as well and I talked about the difference between extensive and intensive reading okay so check out episode six if you haven't already the main point to make about this is that intensive reading is where you learn where you would read a, a text of some kind perhaps in a textbook with the intention of understanding every single word okay so you're learning you're using it as a specific learning device now on the other hand extensive reading is where you're basically reading for pleasure and that's where the aim is to not necessarily learn everything and study everything in the book or, or whatever it is that you're reading, but rather to try and process large amounts of texts. Okay, so taking in a lot of information, the idea being that you kind of learn by, you learn naturally. You, know, you have exposure to a lot of the, of, of, of writing in the language and you just, things just sink in. So Alex's question is all about reading things like novels, I guess, maybe newspaper articles, things like that intended for native speakers when you're at the B2 to C1 level. Now, for those of you who are not familiar with that, uh, B2 is essentially upper intermediate. C1 is what you call advanced, taken from something called the Common European Framework of Reference or CEFR for short. If you'd like to check that out, I'll put a link in the show notes. I will teach you a language.com forward slash episode 28. But essentially, all you need to know is what he's asking is how do you get 
how do you you know when you're already pretty good at the language how do you use reading to help when it's really tough because reading stuff that's intended for native speakers is always going to be tough it's like watching movies you know we'd all love to do it but it doesn't change the fact that it's really hard so listen it all comes down to the text that you choose if you try to learn to read something that's too hard it will be an awful chore just like you say alex if you try to learn to read something that's too easy you just won't learn anything so there are always going to be strategies that can help you things like for example getting good at guessing the meaning of the word from context uh, things like um, uh, skimming a text to just get the gist meaning there are all kinds of strategies that can help you but at the end of the day if you choose to read something that's too hard for you you shouldn't be surprised if it ends up being you know demotivating and frustrating now this is especially true if you are learning a language like chinese or or japanese which are quite popular languages that have a very very difficult script because you may well when you're reading you've got all these chinese characters that you have to process you may well know those words just to to speak or to listen to but you don't know them to read and again this is just adding an extra layer of difficulty now i think you know alex even though your question is about kind of upper intermediate advanced level stuff i think it applies equally to whatever level you're reading even if you're just starting out you know if you try to read a text with too too many unknown chinese characters in then you're not going to be able to do it so the advice i'm going to give now is is essentially it applies to everybody no matter what level you're at so the the key is not to focus on too much on tips and tricks and strategies for reading although they are important what's much more important is to find the right kind of text to read in the first place this may mean that you have to let your pride take a little knock if you would really like to be reading native speaker stuff maybe you just have to wait a little bit before before doing that but the real key is to find something to read where you already understand 90% of what's written or even 95% okay i'll say that again because it's it's absolutely key for extensive reading you know i listening uh, sorry reading for pleasure for fun you should try to read texts where you already understand over 90% of the stuff that's written now let's leave aside the question for a second of how you find those texts but the point of this is that because you already understand the vast majority of what's written that then allows you to focus on the stuff that is that you don't understand all right because it, again if the text is too hard you find yourself glued to the dictionary and this this incredibly frustrating thing of having to look up chinese characters for example that's you know there's there's nothing fun or easy about that okay there's nothing that doesn't apply to extensive extensive reading that's intensive reading so you need so in in the case of any language you need to find stuff where you already understand at least 90% for a language with a different script like chinese or japanese you need to find stuff where not only can you understand 90% of stuff but you also understand 90% or so of the chinese characters okay and that's because you have to learn to read the chinese characters as well and exactly the same principle applies if there's too much stuff in there that you don't know you're not going to be able to to process it you're going to spend too much time with your head glued in the dictionary now in terms of finding 
uh, texts to read like that. It can be difficult. And in episode six, I, I gave a, a huge long list of reading resources, places where you can find um, text to read at different levels. So go back and check that out if you if you if you want to know want some ideas for where to find these texts. The real point I want to get at is don't just pick something and try to read it. All right. If you're very advanced and you're approaching native speaker level in terms of speaking and literacy, yeah, then do that. But if not, you need to spend more time tracking down text at an appropriate level. And if that means you have to read stuff that might seem a little bit easy, well, I think that's fine. And that's that's the kind of thing that I would do to improve my level. Now, once you've found a text like that, here is the best way to approach actually reading the stuff. So if you've got text at that level, the main point is that you should not need to stop to look stuff up because you already understand 90%. All right. If there's 10% of stuff that you don't understand, well, you that that's the perfect training ground then for kind of living with a little bit of ambiguity. All right. So if you're reading a bunch, if you're reading a book, say, and you already understand 90%, then it's no bad thing for you to be confused by some of the remaining 10%. You need to try to understand as much as you can from the context. And again, this is achievable because 90% of the stuff is taken care of. Now, you will want to look up some words in the dictionary. It's really important that you don't do much of that because it just interrupts the flow. So ideally, what I would be looking at doing is finding something with short chapters, short achievable chapters that you can get through and process uh, in not too much time. And instead of going through it and looking up everything as you go along, try doing one entire pass of the chapter without stopping once. Okay, so go from the beginning to the end without stopping. Again, obviously, if you've picked up a book with a 50-page chapter, you know, you're setting yourself up for disappointment. <laughs> so find something that's good and achievable to read. Read the entire chapter through, maybe a couple of times without looking. And what you're trying to Sorry, without looking up words. And what you're trying to do is just putting it on the map. Okay, getting a, an idea of the broad picture of the of the of the storyline, of the plot, of the characters, whatever it may be. Once you've read it through a couple of times, because you've read it through, what you're going to get is is this good bird's eye view of the of what's going on. Then that's the time to then go back and start reading in more detail. Okay, so after you've read the chapter through a couple of times, what you might like to do is go back. And then start to notice which words and phrases start to crop up over and over again. And I think, Alex, you mentioned this in your question. All right, so rather rather than stopping and looking up everything, focus on the stuff that comes up over and over again. The reason being, the stuff that comes up over and over again is likely to be very important to the story or the plot. Which means if you look it up and you understand it now, it's going to serve you well when you carry on reading further down the line you know, when you read the rest of that book. So try to limit yourself to a, to a, a small number of words and phrases. Even better than stopping to look everything up is probably, as you're reading, maybe keep a pen and paper next to you and just write down those words that keep cropping up. And then when you get to the end of the chapter, stop and then look look all of them up in one go in the dictionary. So again, you're not interrupting the flow of the reading. You're kind of reading it to completion and then you stop and look everything up. Now, can you guess what you do then? So you've read it a couple of times, you've read it again, you've, you've written down some unknown words. What do you do? 
Exactly. You go right back to the beginning and you read it again. And this time you are you you know some of these difficult words and so reading it's not so difficult. You then might want to go back and read it again. And again, we're only talking about a chapter of maybe a few pages here. The point is, rather than trying to cover huge amounts of ground, looking up everything as you go along, it's much better to pick something short and manageable and read it many, many times over. Because every time you process something, you get more information out of it. So that is essentially my, my, my process for doing it. The important points are that you can't, this doesn't work if you haven't found the right text to begin with. So it's really, really worth your while spending time in bookshops, asking for recommendations, maybe looking for graded readers and things like that, which are made especially for, for learners. And choosing, finding the material that's going to support you in your learning. And then once you've got that material, it's taking small amounts and going over and over many times. Gradually reducing your uncertainty over the difficult stuff that you're reading and and just, you know, gradually fleshing out your knowledge. Now, even better than that, I'd say, if you can, if you can live with the, the ambiguity of those 10% of words that you maybe don't understand. If you can live with that, then you should actually keep reading all the way. Because one of the most important skills with reading is actually being able to say, okay, I don't understand that, but I'm going to keep going anyway. That's a great skill, coping with unknown words. And if you, like I say, if you can live with that, then why not try and read the whole book in one go? Because you're going to pick up so much and you're going to gain so much from just covering so much ground. So I hope that helps, Alex. Again, finding the materials to read is a different story. Check out the show notes in episode six, which you can find at iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash episode six. And that will give you some ideas for some stuff on online. Personally, I actually like physical books. I find them much more easy to, more comfortable to read, basically. And that's it. I hope it's valuable. Um, I hope it's been interesting and thanks for the question, Alex. If you'd like to leave me a question, please do. I'm always looking for new questions. You can head over to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash ask and there's a little widget there where you can leave a voicemail question for me just like Alex did. You can also leave me a question in an iTunes review, which you can do by going to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash review. Uh, I always look at the reviews. I love getting reviews. So if you haven't left one from me already, please, please, please do. I would love you forever. And I'd also guarantee to answer your question that you leave in the review. Now, at the end of every episode, I like to leave you with a resource of some kind on the topic of the show. And you may have heard a couple of episodes ago, I I put out a little bonus episode to let you know about this book of Spanish short stories that I've actually just created and released. And I'm going to mention it again now because... You see, in, in Alex's question, really, the only thing that's holding him back is finding the right kind of material. Because the, I think I get the impression that he's trying to read stuff that's a little bit too advanced for him at the moment. So he's having trouble coping with the number of, of Chinese characters. If he can find something that's just a little bit closer to his level, that's better pitched at what exactly what he needs right now, suddenly the reading experience is going to become totally different. And I've created a book of short stories in Spanish Unfortunately, it's only in Spanish at this stage, but I will be building it out into other languages. So if, and I've created it specifically to help you with these problems. So I've got very short chapters. I've got uh, all the words 
defined. I've got word lists in English and Spanish. I've got summaries of the chapter. It's designed to support your reading all the way. And I'm creating this series specifically because it's people find it so difficult to read. So if you if you're learning Spanish or if you already speak Spanish and you'd like to check that out, just head over to Amazon. It's on it's on the Amazon Kindle platform. You can get a physical copy as well, and it's called. Spanish Short Stories for Beginners by Ollie Richards. That's Spanish Short Stories for Beginners.、Uh, it does exactly what it says on the tin. It's a book of short stories for beginners in Spanish. And if you'd like me to create that in another language, why not drop me an email? I'm actually collecting the number of recommendations or requests that I'm getting, and、uh, whatever's the most popular, I'm going to create next. So you can get hold of me at Ollie at I will teach you a language. dot com. So, Alex, thank you very much for your question. I hope this has been valuable. Thank you also to the sponsors of the show, which are iTalkI. iTalkI is a website where you can get in touch with native speaker teachers. It's as simple as that. It's the website that I use at least three or four times a week to take lessons and to have conversations in other languages. I love iTalkI because not only is it very affordable, but it's also incredibly convenient because I can take lessons. And practice my, my 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 target languages whilst I'm sitting at home in the living room. It really doesn't get any easier than that. And if you'd like a free lesson, then head over to iwillteachyouralanguage.com/forward/slash/startspeaking. And courtesy of iTalkGuy on the house, they're giving you a special buy one get one free offer for lessons, so you can start speaking your target language right away. Once again, that link is iwillteachyouralanguage.com/forward/slash/startspeaking. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode of the podcast.